Hello everyone, welcome to the Yukon Internal Medicine Ambulatory Podcast. Today we will discuss bariatric surgery in the treatment of obesity. Number one, introduction. Obesity is a global healthcare problem affecting approximately 650 million adults and 42 million children under the age of five. Several risks are associated with obesity, including developing type two diabetes mellitus, cardiovascular disease such as strokes, coronary artery disease, cancers, particularly breast, colon, and uterine, liver disease, obstructive sleep apnea, obesity hypoventilation syndrome, osteoarthritis, depression, among others. Importantly, obesity remains a significant risk factor for complications from COVID-19 infection. Obesity is classified, depending on the body mass index or BMI values, into three classes, class 1, 2, and 3. A BMI of 30 to 34.9 defines obesity class 1, 35 to 39.9 class 2, and above 40 obesity class 3. Number 2. Indications and Benefits of Bariatric Surgery According to the National Institutes of Health Consensus Development Panel in 1991 and the American Bariatric Society in 2004, candidates for bariatric surgery include 1. Adults with a BMI above 40 defined as obesity class 3. 2. Adults with a BMI above 35 with at least one serious comorbidity including but not limited to type 2 diabetes, obstructive sleep apnea, hypertension, dyslipidemia, obesity hypoventilation syndrome, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, pseudotumor cerebri, asthma, impaired quality of life. And third, adults with a BMI between 30 and 34.9 with one of the following comorbid conditions, A, uncontrollable type 2 diabetes mellitus, B, metabolic syndrome, and C, there is a consideration for Asian patients due to the higher prevalence of truncal obesity, thought to be more hazardous due to the increased visceral fat content. The benefits of bariatric surgery are multiple. The goal is to achieve sustained weight loss. A meta-analysis published in The Lancet in May 2021 showed the survival benefit of bariatric surgery among adults with obesity. 16 cohort studies in one trial with nearly 175,000 participants compared the usual care versus bariatric surgery. Surgery demonstrated a reduced risk of death with a hazard ratio of 0.5 and prolonged life expectancy with a mean gain of 6 years. The benefit was similar among the surgical options, including Roux-en-Y gastric bypass, adjustable gastric banding, and sleeve gastrectomy. There is a strong evidence for improved diabetes control in patients who undergo bariatric surgery, although there is some relapse with long-term follow-up. In addition, there is improvement in other comorbidities such as dyslipidemia, hypertension, osteoarthritis, among others. Furthermore, there is evidence of reduced risk of all types of cancers, and particularly in obesity-associated cancers such as breast, colon, liver, and endometrial cancer. Obstructive sleep apnea tends to persist after surgery, although the daytime symptoms may improve in some patients. Number three, bariatric surgery options. Bariatric surgery includes Roux-en-Y, sleep gastrectomy, gastric banding, and biliopancreatic diversion procedures. The mechanisms of bariatric surgery-induced weight loss include volume restriction, nutrient malabsorption, among others. The Roux-en-Y gastric bypass, often called gastric bypass, is commonly performed. 
A small pouch of approximately 30 cc is created and anastomosed to a rule limb of the small bowel that is 75 to 150 centimeters in length. There is mostly a restrictive effect, but there is also some malabsorptive component. The slip gastrectomy involves removing 80% of the greater curvature of the stomach, leaving a tubular pouch that resembles a banana. It is becoming more popular as it is simpler to do and has fewer long-term and short-term complications. Both of these procedures are safe, with a perioperative mortality of 0.03 to 0.2%. However, it is unclear if one procedure is superior to the other. Finally, contraindications to bariatric surgery include advanced heart disease, unstable coronary artery disease, end-stage lung disease, active cancer, cirrhosis with portal hypertension, uncontrolled alcohol or recreational drug use, Crohn's disease, and current or planned pregnancy in the next two years. Thank you for listening. Please follow our podcast in Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. We will see you in our next episode. Bye-bye.